2: you may or may not be a good sports grid listener test yourself if you've ever taken a hoof to the head prying a shoe off a horse you may not be a good sports grid listener sports gaming strategies and info this is sports grid radio on sirius xm pro football full circle they're down in seven trying to avoid going three and out two straight possessions Stafford fires, he's picked! Intercepted by Russell Douglas for the touchdown!
3: Oh, buckle up! Welcome to Pro Football Full Circle. George George Kurtz right here on the Network, Sirius Channel 159, kicking it around, getting you prepared for NFL action week number 13. We're going to break down every game on the board. We're going to provide our best bets, look at some props as well. But we'll turn our attention to last night's ballgame in New Orleans. Dallas as a six and a half point favorite, defeats the New Orleans Saints 27-17. to 17. Dak Prescott, 238 yards through the air, one touchdown, one interception. Tony he powered 71 rushing yards on the evening, 58-yard touchdown run in the third quarter, broke that ball game open. But George, when you look at the performance by Taysom Hill, four interceptions, including a pick six, they paid this guy 41 million dollars for four years. Doesn't look like the money was worth it, does it?
4: Well, people are all caught up about this money for Taysom Hill. Uh the problem is he- He's not ever going to see that. They had, and they had to re- redo it because they had so much dead money on his cap capital next year. That's why they redid the contract here. He'll never see that full contract. So, uh, But, well, everybody likes to concentrate on what the total number is. It rarely does our players see that amount. But yeah, Hill was uh, not good as far as passing the football yesterday. Uh, you can see it in the first quarter. I know I tweeted out, that there, I think his first three pairs, I'm like, the Cowboys are going to make some picks tonight if he keeps throwing the ball up like this. Because he had no zip on some of his pairs. He was sort of trying to feel it. And he was running one way, throwing the ball behind him against the grain. You generally don't do that. They got away with that one there. So you can sort of uh, see this. As a running quarterback, he was fantastic. Right? I mean, he's tough to bring down. He's big, strong. But that's only going to get you so far. You know, it sets up field goals, not touchdowns, if they don't respect the passing game.
3: Yeah, it was a tale of two teams, right? New Orleans now in back-to-back losses against Buffalo and Dallas, got abused in the interior. I mean, couldn't run the football consistently without Alvin Kamara that put Taysom Hill and that offense into predictable long third-down situations. I understand his mobility. I get that. He's a mobile quarterback. You could utilize RPOs with him in certain types of situations, but he wasn't a a strong pocket passer at BYU. You know, 57% capacity. Completion percentage for the Cougars with offensive coordinator Ty Detmer. Now, he did complete 70% of his passes last year in limited duty, but that was backing up Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks in all of the NFL throughout his tenure there. So now the pressure's on. He gets the start. I mean, I think this offense looked much better with Trevor Simeon at the helm, and you have to ask yourself. Can New Orleans bounce back in a big way to potentially get back into a wild card playoff berth?
4: Well, they, they've lost five straight games now. And I mean, uh, they, they seem to be done as far as Yeah, they've as gotten blown out, certain. right, George, too, in back-to-back games against two of the best
3: teams potentially in the NFC and AFC in back-to-back weeks.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, you already said they, they don't have the weapons, all right? They, they just don't have the weapons. Uh, you know, think about it. Uh, no Winston, no Kamara, no Thomas. Last night they didn't have their left or right tackle either. And they—they they are playing short You know, they—they are just playing short-handed. So uh, it's not surprising that they—they they can't move the football. The defense is defense was good last night. It wasn't the defense's fault they lost. You know, and it wasn't. The defense played very good football last night, but eventually. If your offense can't move the ball, can't move it consistently, you're just not going to be able to do that, especially when all those turnovers put the Cowboys or any team in good offensive position.
3: Yeah, now, as a Cowboys fan, you needed that victory, right? I mean, you had the potential to stare 7-5 and five straight in the face after the loss to the Raiders on Thanksgiving as a 7.5-point favorite. You went on the road. Dak Prescott threw a critical interception where they were up 20-10 to 10 to potentially allow the Saints to get closer in that ball game. The following drive, all of a sudden, Dallas forces a turnover, and they step up. That was a dominant effort as far as I am concerned in terms of Dallas's defense. We saw uh, DeMarcus Lawrence step up with a strip sack. We also saw Trayvon Diggs step up in terms of his ninth interception. This defense potentially can carry this team. If you get that type of effort on the road or on a neutral field site in the playoffs, this can be the momentum that Dallas needs. But there is no margin of error, George. It's do or die. They have to run out the month of December if they want to close out the NFC
4: East. Yeah, I mean... You said the defense played very well last night. Demarcus Lawrence did return, and Randy Gregory is likely to return next Sunday. And at this point in their careers, Gregory is a much better pass rusher than Lawrence. Lawrence actually is much better against the run than he is against the pass uh, at this point in his career. But uh, you throw in Micah Parsons, and if I'm Dallas, by the way, Micah Parsons is on the defensive line. I mean, uh, you put those three guys out there, Lawrence, Gregory, Parsons, what offensive line can hold up against those three? You could chase that quarterback down uh, all over the place. That, that's just me. That's what I would do. Uh, so, yeah, the Deers played very well last night. Can it hold up? Well, we'll see. You know, a better quarterback might have done some damage there. Even Hill did throw for 264. Uh, so, a better quarterback might do some damage. The problem with the Cowboys right now is the Dak and the run game. Dak's playing poor. He has now for about a month. You know, take out the one game. Uh, and the run game is just non existent. They had the big play from Pollard. And when I say it's non existent, it's Elliott. Dallas has a conundrum here. They want. They want to be a passing team, which is why Elliott plays, because Elliott's a very good pass blocker, much better than Pollard. But we can all see that right now, Pollard is a much better runner than Elliott. It's a conundrum they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, it was also
3: good to get C.D. Lamb back in that lineup. When George and I return, we go through the complete slate for Sunday. Keep it where it is.
1: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
2: You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz.
3: Back on Pro Football Full Circle, getting you prepared for the weekend's action in the NFL. Going to turn our attention to Detroit. Lions have played three straight close games. They they went toe-to-toe with the Pittsburgh Steelers as a 6-5.5-point underdog in Heinz Field. Tied that ballgame. We're a 10.5-point dog against Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Lost that matchup 13-10. And then on Thanksgiving, we're catching three points, had the lead 14-13. in the fourth quarter before they allowed that game to slip. They lose 16-14. to On the flip side, you had Minnesota three-point dog get blown out on the road in San Francisco. Dalvin Cook, shoulder out for two weeks, but this is a must-win game for Minnesota. There is no margin of error. They had an opportunity to get over the hump against San Francisco. Couldn't do it. They're now under 500. They need this game in a big way, laying 7.5 on FanDuel, minus 105. If you want to back the The Lions, they're minus 115, plus the seven and a hook. Total set at 46 and a half. Juice to the over at minus 115, George. I can only look at Minnesota. I think this is the week where the wheels come off the lines. They get blown out back the way they did maybe uh, a few weeks ago at home against the Rams.
4: Oh, I I agree with you 100% here. I'm on the Vikings here. Uh, You said it. You know, you said it's a must-win for Minnesota. It's a must-win for like two-thirds of the NFC. Washington, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Chicago, if you want to include them, Falcons, uh, it was a must-win for the Saints yesterday, Carolina, Rams, uh, Niners, all right? It's a quagmire in the NFC. If you want to get to the playoffs, you have to win win games. A team that can put together a three-game winning streak probably goes to the playoffs here. So, yeah, Minnesota needs to win. Tough game last week against San Fran. Played an okay game, didn't quite get there. Uh, You should destroy Detroit. Uh, They don't even have DeAndre Swift in this game. Right. You don't have Dalvin Cook, but Madison's fine. Uh, you want to beat him at the pass game, then Thielen and Jefferson should eat here uh, well as also. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm all over Minnesota this week in a big way. Yeah,
3: I am too. I, I think points are premium, right? You have to put the pressure on Jared Goff. I mean, look at that matchup against Chicago last week on Thanksgiving. They they open up. They get the touchdown drive. It's Josh Reynolds. They never go back to the passing game until the fourth quarter. Explain to me why. You're winless, Dan Campbell. You have an opportunity to knock out Andy Dalton, old man Dalton, and you let them back into that ballgame. Amazing in terms of how he coached that ball game. I can't see this game going under. I know that the. Detroit wants to play total under games to keep things close because they're afraid to open things up with lack of playmakers on the perimeter. But if you're Minnesota, you're not going to lose a beat from Cook to Madison in terms of the running game. You have to get Thielen and Jefferson involved. So I think they can get at least 50, 55 points in this matchup combined.
4: Uh, I, I lean your way. I, I'm not going to uh, put anything on the over here, but I'd certainly lean your way for points, score because I want... How many points is Minnesota scoring by themselves? Thirty plus? That's where I got him in this game. And they don't have a great defense. You can throw on Minnesota. You know, you can. I listen, Detroit doesn't have the offense to put up, you know, a ton of points here, but I think they might be able to get the twenty. Yeah, they might be able to get two uh, two plus touchdowns in this game. So I lean to the uh oh, towards the over with the year. Yeah,
3: another big battle takes place in Chicago, Soldier Field. Andy Dalton led that victory as a three-point favorite on Thanksgiving. They now are catching 7.5 to the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury being mentioned for Oklahoma, Notre Dame. That's out with Marcus Freeman just being named the new head coach. He uh, definitely wants a contract, first in the NFC West, 9-3 and three overall. It looks like Kyler Murray will play, minus 105 on lay laying the seven and a hook, supposed to be cold weather, total set at 43-1⁄2, half, minus 105 to the over, juice to the under at minus 115. I don't care. I think this is Arizona or bust. I know they got a win against lowly Detroit, but Matt Nagy, again, conservative, Think played very close to the vest. I think Arizona blows them out in this ball game, And you know what? I lean to the over, even though it might be cold weather in Soldier Field.
4: Yeah, I mean, once again, uh, the uh, the Bears. Oh God, uh, just not a good team. You know, they have all sorts of issues. I mean, it is sort of a must-win for them, but you know, there's no one. They aren't going to the playoffs. I think we know that, no matter what they do here. Uh, Dalton, he is what he is, and Mooney's been a great surprise here. But all the talks of you on the Arizona side, we do expect Kyler Murray to play to return in this game. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Hopkins, Hopkins. By the way, practiced earlier this week. Did not practice today. That's not good. That would seem to be that he's not going to play on Sunday or he's going to be limited again. Uh, once again, they may figure we can beat Chicago with or without him. We don't need it, and I don't blame them for that. But I I don't know. I'm feeling a lower-scoring game, but 43.5, that's awfully low over-under. And I think Chicago might be able to cover. You know, I think it's one of those games where we have no doubt Arizona's going to win. They're in control, but they're not dominating. They're not blowing them out. They're not going to win 31-3 or something like that. I think it's more like a 27 27- 21 game somewhere around there. Yeah, the late huh? score from Chicago gets the cover. All right. We'll see how that game plays out.
3: Obviously, if Murray doesn't go... I don't know if you're Colt McCoy, you're laying seven and a half on the road, right? Then it becomes more in the area of maybe four and a half, five. Still got to give the speed advantage to Arizona in that ballgame. So if you believe that, Murray won't play. Maybe you take a shot on Chicago plus the points. Look for a little bit of a middle uh, come game time if you believe Colt McCoy could be under center at one o'clock in Chicago this weekend. Another big battle? Well, I say big battle. It's Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Both teams coming off a victory. Tampa Bay did get the seven-point win over Jonathan Taylor and the Colts tied at 31 Tom Brady leads them down they get the win and cover over Carson Wentz and the crew on the flip side Atlanta lead two and a half points to the lowly Jaguars and Urban Meyer they had an opportunity to tie it up with two minutes left Trevor Lawrence complete garbage can't pull that ball Get him out old man Matt Ryan does he have enough in him to duel Tom Brady, could could he rekindle that 28-3 first half lead over the New England Patriots when they were in the Super Bowl and find a way to cover this number? In the first meeting, it was 24-21 early in the third, and then Tampa Bay pulled away. They did get the win, the cover, and that game sailed through the total, George. Tampa Bay minus 10.5, minus 106 on FanDuel, and the total is set at 50 and a hook. I'm inclined to take Atlanta here, believe it or not. I think after all the speculation, I'm going to take the points and I'm going to take the over again. We have three straight overs I'm riding with early on in the 1 p.m. action.
4: Boy, um, I'm probably not going to touch the game itself. Uh, Ten and a half. I, I can see Tom pulling this away in this uh, second half again. They score a couple of late touchdowns. And they got 42 points before you know it. That sort of thing. I don't think they're going to have any problem against Atlanta. I do worry somewhat about all the crap that's going around Tampa with Antonio Brown. You know, I do wonder if they end up releasing him. You know, Arian said there was, you know, a no-nonsense policy with him. You know, no no strikes. And he pulls this crap. So we'll see to see what they're going to do there. They also activated Brett Perriman to the roster today or earlier or late yesterday, which makes me wonder is something else going on with Evans or Godwin. You know, they banged up. But that being said, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to score a ton of points here. I know Fournette had the four touchdowns and a good running game last week. Because they decided to do that this week and just get out, of, you know, get out of town with the win here and not worry about scoring points. I lean towards the over. I think the points will be scored here. I do like it. You know, it's, it's my problem is this, Joe, about betting on Atlanta and covering the ten point five. Because I probably do like that as well in some ways. Who's he throwing to? They just don't have anybody. You know, know. they don't have the the weapons to take advantage of what Tampa Bay doesn't do. You know, and Kyle Pitts has been invisible again of late. As teams, I think, are taking him out and forcing him to throw to Russell Gage if you want. He's no game-breaker. That sort of thing. So it's, it's hard for me to see how Atlanta's going to score more than, like I said, 21 points or so. And I think Tampa can easily get over 30
3: yeah i agree with you i think the one thing that you look at obviously the swiss army knife quarter patterson again 123 yards on the ground that was a solid front seven in jacksonville in the sense of playing much better in terms of the rushing attack as of late right that that, that was the one thing about jacksonville that we've seen they went toe-to-toe with buffalo toe-to-toe with a physical offensive line of the colts maybe they shut down leonard fournette um Yeah, I'm conflicted, George. We can talk about this on the back end in terms of Matt Ryan and this team moving forward. Still think you got to take the points in back-to-back spots for Tampa Bay. We'll come right back.
1: 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's.
3: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
5: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz.
3: Left off talking about the battle in Atlanta between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Atlanta Falcons. Before we turn our attention to Indianapolis and Houston, George, just wanted to get your take in terms of a possible game plan for Atlanta. We said that, you know, what weapons will Matt Ryan throw to outside of potentially Kyle Pitch? you think they could take a different approach, knowing that they got blown out in, in the first meeting where they try to outscore Tampa Bay on the road? Do they take a different approach in terms of what we saw last week on the road in Jacksonville, ground in pound, utilize the old man Patterson, maybe he gets you a buck, bucking and and 30 yards on the ground somehow, some way, shorten the game and put it into the
4: fourth quarter? You know, it's, it's pretty much the old uh, the playbook, right? When you're already playing a team with a great offense and you know, they can, they're going to be able to pretty mash up your defense, okay, we'll keep that off of the field. We'll run the ball. Well, the problem is Tampa is very good against the run. The only way to really compete with them is to throw the ball we were sorry indianapolis do that last week right they pretty much gave up on the run early with Jonathan taylor dallas didn't bother week one with ezekiel elliott right they decided we can we know we can't run against them we have to throw so that's my problem there and also if you run the ball that's great does that lead to touchdowns or field goals you know killing that clock doesn't help you at all if you're playing for field goals that's not gonna do it you know that's gonna do bend but don't break because you know they're scoring touchdowns against you and that game plan generally goes out the window once it's 14-3 anyway Right, when you're yeah, down that, sure. okay, now we got no judge, gotta throw the ball anyway. So it's all great. They will get the ball to Patterson a lot, but I think it'll be more, you know, Patterson to the flat, that sort of thing, Running about wide receiver. I don't think he'll do much running damage in the game. Uh, the bottom line is this they just do not have the weapons to keep up with the points that Tampa Bay can and probably will score against this defense.
3: Yeah, one team that does have the weapons, and I'm talking about running back Jonathan Taylor, are the Indianapolis Colts. Now they went toe to toe with Tom Brady and the crew. Like I mentioned, lost that ball game by seven points as a three-point home dog. They now go on the road to face the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor, that offense, they lost to the New York Jets. They were favored in that ball game. Opened at three, they bet it down to around two, two and a half right before game time. Zach Wilson gets a touchdown. I just think this a bad matchup for houston right here i mean i think indianapolis runs at will on that front seven i know that the texans have stepped up a couple of weeks ago they knocked off the Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans as a 10 and point dog. But I think they're up against it. They don't have the interior to shut down the run. I think the Colts win convincingly. I think the score is like 27-6 to 6 in favor of Indianapolis, and it goes under
4: the 45 and total that's set on Fandle. All right, listen, the Colts are going to win the game. The other question, saw so what you're saying there is, what's the final score? How big did they win by that's the only question here. Like you said, the Houston doesn't match up well. What team do they match up well against? A bad team, bad bad team. You Lost to the Jets last week. I mean, come on, you lost to the Jets. Uh, yes, all over Indianapolis, they destroyed them. They have, once again, they have to win. You know, if they would have won last week, they would actually be in a playoff spot right now. They lost, they're not. But uh, you know, can't lose this game. For Indianapolis to get to the playoffs is going to be tough, as the schedule is not easy. But this is one of those break games, right? You get you get the break. Take care, you uh, take care of business against Houston. Then next week, all you got to buy, then it's New England, Arizona, Vegas, before you get that break against Jacksonville. And all of those games are big, right, with the exception of Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, Indianapolis, they've gotten out of their early hole, can't go lose focus here, and I don't think they will. They take care of business.
3: Yeah, Philadelphia, back-to-back road games to MetLife. They laid an egg as a four-point road favorite to Daniel Jones and the New York Giants lose that ball game Philly fans up in arms. Why? Why do we take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson? Everybody was complaining they loved him about a year and a half ago out of TCU, the pocket rocket. Dropped a potential touchdown reception on the last play of the game. Philadelphia in a must-win type of situation. If they want to get the momentum rolling, they are 14-1 to win the NFC East. They're laying seven on the road to Zach Wilson and the crew. Minus 106, George. Total set at 45, minus 110 either way. I like Philadelphia, but I really like the over. I think points are premium. This is a total I think both teams will air it out. I think they can run it on each other. I'm not sold on both defenses. Give me Philadelphia minus the seven, but really like the over 45 in this matchup.
4: Philly's banged up. Uh, I don't know how you can like the over so much, by the way, with that Jets offense. Uh, Slay will be on uh, Elijah Moore to make sure he doesn't uh, win this game for the Jets or do damage for the Jets And Slay is right up there for defensive MVP this season playing that well uh, Not, not saying so I love the under, I don't, but I'm not touching it uh, Philadelphia wins the game, they're a much better team, but they're banged up as well Alright, we know Hurt Hurts is going to play, but he's got the foot injury Howard and Scott, the running backs, they're both missing practice today uh, With knee and illness uh, respectively there, they, so they only have Sanders and Gainwell right now Banged up team here, but Jets bad, Philadelphia needs to win here Brutal loss for them last week, losing that game to the Giants. As we all know, Washington's now ahead of them for a wild card spot. Washington's in a wild card spot, actually. So now they have to catch up. You know, a team in your own division as well. Here, can't lose focus here. This again, you need to take care, I mean, take care of business, right? Uh, if you want to consider us to consider you a playoff team, can't lose to the Jets. You know the stadium well. You were just there last week. Uh, Philadelphia, I think, wins this game. Probably not in a massive blowout, but I think controls the game throughout.
3: Now we saw Jalen Hurts struggle. In terms of three interceptions last week, did have around, I believe, 77 rushing yards against a solid giant defense. I mean, as you can make as many arguments as you want that the Giants suck. They do from an offensive perspective. Their defense is not bad. They forced Tom Brady to work down the field in that loss a couple weeks ago. They don't give up a lot of chunk plays. So I, I think when you look at it, can Jalen Hurts bounce back from a productivity standpoint, not just on the ground, but through the air against this Jets secondary?
4: Well, he, J- Jalen wasn't good last week. And you're right about the Giants defense. It's much better than people, uh, generally than people give him credit for. Uh, but, you know, if Jalen McGurk catches that pass, last play, the, the fourth down play, that's first down to one. That's game over. They win. And we don't even talk about this. And McGurk had other drops as well, and there was other receivers had drops. All right. I thought the game plan by Philadelphia was poor last week as well. I mean, they almost ignored Goddard and Devonta Swift like they weren't there. What are you doing? Those are your two best receivers. Get the ball to them. I said they were just game planned out. Just strange the way I thought the way uh, uh, that Philadelphia approached that game. Like I said, Hertz was poor with a lot of drop passes, too, that could have been caught. And like I said, if McGord catches that last pass of the game, and it, it was an easy drop, should have easily been caught. We're not talking about this. They win the game, yeah. and they're always right in Philly. So uh, yeah. I think they'll be okay here. But Hurts... I mean, I'll ask you, Joe, is he the quarterback of the future? If you're general manager of the Eagles, three number ones next year, you're keeping Hurts, you're drafting a quarterback. quarterback I think he's
3: shown, and I haven't been a huge backer of Hurts. I still think he's raw, but he has shown you progression in the sense of, I understand the ups and downs but at least he has the ability to win games on the road. He's not completely a deer in the headlights. He's a competitor. He's going to give it 150%. Now, I want to see him bounce back in a big way on the road against the Jets. This is going to show you his mental resolve. If we're comparing Trevor Lawrence to Jalen Hurts, granted we have a rookie versus a second-year guy. I haven't seen enough from a body language leadership standpoint out of Lawrence, so for me, I say, you know what? you Give Jalen Hurts another shot. Should he not completely tank in the second half of the season? So I say yes. He potentially is the quarterback of at least the next couple of years. He's shown me enough at this point. He's still raw, but I think he has the ability to – progress in this in the proper scheme you gotta you gotta call a game plan to his attributes so we'll see how that plays out one o'clock new york is a seven point dog in that matchup a team that's hitting on all cylinders broadway joe burrow and the cincinnati bengals baby back-to-back wins against las vegas and last week against pittsburgh and big ben rottenberger they abused them 41-10, to rushing attack has taken form. Joe Mixon, 163 on the ground. Are you kidding me? Two touchdowns. Physical offense line going up against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. They are the Bengals' three-point favorites, minus 110 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. 50-and-a-half, juice to the under at minus 114. I can't take L.A. here. It's going to be cold. You're supposed to bet the Chargers every other week, but I don't care. Joe Burrow cool hand luke baby this team is coming into form and i said it the other day potential potential super bowl dark horse if they win this lights out
4: they're playing football and what i mean by that is they're playing defense and office they're not just you know airing it out bombs away every game to those receivers higgins chase boyd they're playing football team has been better than we thought it would be uh, not, it's not a lockdown defense by any means but it's it's a defense that you can rely on here. Uh, the run game, I think Joe Mixon has been fantastic this season. right? Those so the officer lines played better than we expected it to. So uh, all signs are pointing up for Cincinnati. I mean, all signs are pointing up. Uh, Chargers, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, you and I are about the same, age, We're in the same area. I can't think of Chargers Cincinnati without thinking of that game. That yeah, Dan Fouts and Kenny Anderson. East. That's the one, man. That <laughs> was so freaking cold. What was it, minus 30 with the wind chill? Every time I think of the uh, you know Chargers Cincinnati, I think of that game, Dan Fouts, Air Coriel, you know, uh, oh my God, so uh, so brutally cold. Listen, if you don't know that game, look it up. Uh, you can Google it. So brutally yeah. cold that game, and uh, so yeah, I think Cincinnati's really coming to their own here. Chargers, I you know Joe, I just don't know. This is a team by the, you know by their each by player, right? Some of their parts. This should be a damn good team. Yet they find ways to lose. There are very few teams that find ways to lose, but they do it. They just—they don't win games they should win here. And this is not an easy game. Actually, this is really as far as uh, these two teams. Teams want a neutral field to be a 50-50 contest. The fact that it's in Cincinnati probably not going to be the nicest of weathers. Yeah, give me the Bengals again. Uh, I think to think yep. they're the better team right now. Although, if I if I had to choose, the 53 players, I would probably take the Chargers 53. But they just don't play. What? that well as a team or sometimes
3: you, you know what the Chargers are with justin herbert they're the ferrari in terms of the body frame but then you have the motor that's a dodge pinto you have the wheels that are that are not good they're like you know secondhand walmart type of tires for 30 bucks and and you start her up and all the gas is terrible that's what they are when we
5: come back we'll talk giants
1: Every time.
3: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba da ba ba ba.
2: You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz.
3: Before we turn our attention to the battle in Miami between the New York Giants and Miami Dolphins, what I was talking about in terms of LAE and Justin Herbert is they look great. They look the part, right? Mike Williams is great. Keenan Allen is great. Austin Eckler. And then you put them together, and for some reason— They're not a smooth-running machine, right, George? It's like every other week, inconsistency. They can't find their stride. And if you're a team looking to potentially win the AFC West or, more importantly, get into the playoffs, they're a young team. They have to find
4: what their identity is at this point in the season. Yeah, and that's important, right? Uh, It is important to find uh, that identity of what what you are. You're building for the future, that sort of thing, the season as well here. Uh, it's see It's a long season. Injuries happening. COVID's happening now for a lot of teams. Till you get these breakouts here. This is what the Cowboys last night. We had, what 12 uh, personnel, either players or coaches, uh, on that list here. So it's been a strange season. And uh, I got to ask Joe. I don't know if next year's going to be any different.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen that in terms of the inconsistency from teams week to week, how they handle the situation. A team that's dealing with an injury situation is the New York Giants. We talked about it on Pro Football Full Circle all week that there, there was an internal report by an NFL insider uh, that covers the Giants, Wesley Steinberg, that said at the start of the week, Daniel Jones is done for the year. Make no mistake about it. The team will not confirm this because they don't want other teams to get a read in terms of how to prepare. So they did say in the middle of the week that Danny Dimes is preparing for this matchup. The line fluctuated throughout the week. It was Miami basically three, three and a half ballooned up to five and a half. Then it went down to four and a half when Daniel Jones said he was preparing. Now it's ballooned back up to six. He's out. So Mike Lennon is in. You have a team that's, Hitting on all cylinders with Miami, 1-4 in a row. They're minus 110 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Total set at 40.5, juice to the under at minus one. 15, give me Miami. I think they blow them out, but I do like the over. That is one of my best plays. I know New York typically trends to the under, but if you watch Mike Lennon, he's a turnover machine. Did it at NC State. Did it in the pros with the Bears. He's doing it wherever
4: he goes. Give me Miami and the over in this ballgame. I'm with it because it's so low. 40.5, I have no choice. I got to take the over. Have to. Just have to, and I, I'm with you on Miami. That's will uh, be one of my favorites, by the way. Uh, Giants, I uh, said, no Daniel Jones, Kadarius uh, uh, Tony also likely out. I think Miami rolls this game once again. They're feeling it. I think Miami thinks they have a shot uh, to possibly make a playoffs. Then I guess they do. You know, it's not a great shot at all. But you'd be six and seven after this. There'll be other six and seven teams as well. Things have to go right for you. But I think Miami knows. Got to take once again. So many teams. It's the same line. Got to take care of business. And the Giants are a bad team. Don't have their quarterback. Miami Dolphins went pretty easy.
3: Bury them. If you don't bury them in this ball game, that's that falls on Brian Flores for not having this team up and involved in this ballgame in South Beach. George and I both like Miami in that ballgame. Washington at Las Vegas square off at four o'clock on the road uh, for, the, for the Washington football team. Both teams coming off impressive, primetime victories. Las Vegas with a couple extra days of preparation. Seven and a half point dogs get the victory over Dak and the Cowboys. We saw what Washington did to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Two-point dogs at home. They win by two. 17 to 15. It's a short week. Everything really points to Las Vegas in this ballgame. But I'm going to take Taylor Heineke. I like the way they're playing right now. 49 and a half. It's juice to the under at minus 115. Give me Washington and the under in this
4: ballgame, George. This one's tough for me. Uh, you know, because... Washington's playing well. And once again, I think not they're enough. feeling it. Uh, they know they have a shot here. And of course they do. Like I said, they're in a playoff spot right now. At the season ended today, and boy, wouldn't that suck. Uh, they would play the Green Bay Packers in the first round. Uh, so they're in a playoff spot today. The schedule, not they – got they they've got a weird schedule. I'm mean, take a look at their schedule, Joe. They get Vegas, right? And then mm-hmm. Dallas, Philadelphia, Dallas, Philadelphia. I mean, it's just weird that you're playing uh, those two teams back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. So like I said, Dallas will W, Dallas. So W you finish up against the Giants. Uh, and four of the last six games are on the road. So it's a it's a you know not going to be easy. Is what I'm what I'm trying to say here. Not going to be easy at all here uh, for the Washington Football Team. This is a tough game at Vegas. Vegas had a couple of extra days to, uh, to prepare for this game as they played on uh, Thanksgiving. Beat the Cowboys and it's an important game for them as well, right? No Waller in this game. They won't have him. But Moreau is a good backup tight end. I think he'll do fine. We saw that Washington got back Logan Thomas, got back Curtis Samuel last week. Logan Thomas was a big part of the game, Samuel not so much. I think it's going to be a close ball game. I sort of lean towards the Washington football team here. I'm not enough to bet this game, and I think it does go over. So I'm going to go Washington. Uh, if I had to pick, it would be Washington and the over. All right. Another big inter. Division battle takes place in Heinz
3: Field. Steelers coming off disappointing loss as underdogs on the road to Joe Burrow. Baltimore steps up as a a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite against Baker Mayfield and the crew. Baltimore, four-and-a-half-point road favorites, minus 114, 44 the total, minus 110 If you want to back the Steelers, forget Ben Roethlisberger. Put Najee Harris or any running back, for that matter, in the Wildcat. Run at will. And and maybe you have a shot in the spot. I cannot, cannot take the Steelers and Mike Tomlin here. I can only look Baltimore. I don't love this game because of how they played. Very close games. But give me Baltimore. Minus the four and a half. Stick a fork in the Steelers. I think they're done. Buried. Put them out to pasture already.
4: I have nothing to add here. I agree with you. I, I completely agree. Steelers, uh, Ben looked bad again last week. I don't know what he was doing in that game late in the game, by the way. I uh, thought that was strange. They kept him in there. Maybe they just don't care at this point. It doesn't matter uh, if he gets hurt or not. Uh, but I, I like Baltimore as well. I don't think Baltimore is hitting on all cylinders yet. I think we're still waiting for that to happen, but they have the better team. I think their secondary can be beat, by the way. I just don't think Ben can take advantage of it, especially in an outdoor environment where uh, the weather won't be nice here. So, yeah, give me the Ravens in this contest. All right, another big battle takes place in LA. We had
3: Matt's remember Matt Stafford? Matt's fifty five hundred yard Matt Stafford, seventy touchdown this year. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford gonna leave the LA Rams to the promised land with the boy Wonder. The boy Wonders looking for Batman right now because he doesn't know what the heck he's doing in terms of play calling. He's got his guy three straight games, a pick six. Matt Stafford's not the answer. Hasn't lived up to expectations. This team is playing down to the level of competition. They're 13-point favorites at home against Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minus 110 either way. 48 is the total. I don't care if Stafford's banged up, hurt, no excuses. You're getting paid a a lot of money to step up and perform. Aaron Donald, you're the most dominant defensive player in the NFL. Step up and make a play. Turn the landscape of a ball game over the way LT did. That's what a dominant defensive player is. Not just getting double teams and collecting money. I'm taking the Jaguars plus the 13. I'm not a believer in Sean McVay and the crew.
4: Yeah, I think we can uh, understand that from the way you're talking. Uh, Stafford, I think I think the Rams are very lucky they get a Jacksonville team this week. All right, they're not playing well. They have lost three straight, Tennessee, San Fran, Green Bay. Uh, and now you get the break of Jacksonville. But you, even if you're still not playing well, I assume you'll be able to take care of business here and win this game. Because after that, you've got Arizona next Monday night. All right, then you get Seattle, blah. We know they're not playing well either. But you finish up Minnesota, Baltimore, San Fran. If you slip up and lose to Jacksonville, you may not make the playoffs. And you would have gone to being a team that we thought, all right, see with them and Arizona it's going to win the NFC West. It would be a pain in the neck to play in the playoffs to being out. I mean, it could easily happen if you were to lose this game. So I think they're lucky they get a uh, you know, a sort of a patsy here in this game. They'll, I think they'll win the game. I think they'll probably win it pretty easily. That being said, if not for the fact that this is Jacksonville, Mr. Lisi, and I keep losing every time I bet on them or bet in their favor, I would take the 13 and a half points. I, right, I can't this, take anything but that, right? I mean, we uh, yeah, that I can't bet on the Rams. But no. I'm not, I mean, it, it, this is a personal thing to me because uh, I don't know if you feel like this. Every time I bet on Jacksonville, I lose. Every time. So I'm not, bet, I'm not doing it. But if I didn't have that little personal thing, I would take the points, absolutely.
3: Now, now the listeners should be aware, I've been steadfast with my picks against the Patriots and Jacksonville. So, uh, Jacksonville went on a little bit of a heater when they covered uh, in back-to-back weeks against the Colts and Bills. And then from that time, uh, they went dead south, especially after last week when Urban Meyer and that team could have stepped up with two minutes left. But I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Uh totally inconsistent uh for the LA Rams. Let's rip through the next three games. Seattle, three and a half point dogs against San Francisco. Total is forty-five and a half. I can only look San Francisco, but my best play is the over. I think this is a game. Look, Russell Wilson for hearing all the booze now will step up and throw for three fifty and DK and lock and break out for like six touchdowns in this ballgame. They lose, but it's like seventy points total in this matchup.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm on San Fran as well uh, Seattle is not playing well right now Russell Wilson, I don't think that finger is completely healthy and that team has other issues and I don't think Wilson and Carroll are back next what, year in Philadelphia, uh, in Philadelphia in Seattle uh, not both anyway and I think Russell Wilson will be out of there I think that's how they're going to rebuild the team by the way he's trading Wilson getting one number ones because they don't have any because they traded Jamal, for Jamal Adams the over, I'm with you as well I don't know about 70 points but I'll take the over in this contest as well the way to beat San Fran is through the air Russell will hit some touchdowns All right, let's look at the two marquee battles. Denver,
3: 9.5-point dogs against Kansas City. Buffalo, 2.5-point favorites against New England. (sighs) I'm going to leave with both favorites. Call me crazy. Give me Kansas City minus the 9.5. Give me Buffalo. Buffalo, to me, is the stronger play. I know New England hitting on all cylinders, but the physicality of the Bills' interior, to me, is the difference. I like the over in Denver. I like the over in both games, to be honest with you, but I like the over in New England more. Give me
4: both overs and both favorites. I uh, agree with you wholeheartedly on the Buffalo game. Uh, I think losing with uh, Darius White will help New England as far as the over is concerned. We'll let them hit some, maybe hit some passes, but they don't have the weapons Buffalo does. Uh, Monday night in Buffalo, that you know the, the mafia will be going crazy up there. Give me, uh, give me the bills there. i probably lean towards the over as well. I mean, as far as Denver KC, it's just a matter of, for me, Joe. Do we believe Kansas City is back? You know, is their offense back? If they are, then I'm with you here. But I'm not sure. So I'm going to take the points. I'm just going to take the points. I'm not sure. They're the better team in Denver. I certainly think Kansas City wins the game. Uh, although this is not one I would parlay. I don't feel that strong about it. Yeah, uh, Teddy is... B has done some weird stuff. And I did, oh, there are plenty of other parlay opportunities on this Sunday where I don't need to do this game. But uh, I'm with you. I think Kansas City wins the game. I think Denver can cover. That's where I'll go with there. The over uh, forty-seven. I uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that as well. I think it's, that number is pretty pretty much right on target. Although I probably it's Kansas City. I have to lean towards the over. Now in
3: last year's game in Arrowhead, it, Drew Locke got the start. He hit Tim Patrick on a couple of touchdowns. I think it was a two two touchdown performance for Tim Patrick. They were within striking distance. The game trended to the under. So was I believe Kansas City. I think got the cover, but it was close, but it was a dead under. The thing that scares me is Vic Fangio on the road because this is a game where he knows they're up against it, right? It's the best quarterback in the AFC. You have Pat Mahomes. This team is starting to come into form. He knows potentially he can't get into a shootout, so he'll probably try and shorten the game, which would lead to the under. That's what scares me. He can handcuff himself. Also, like George, before we go to break, Pat Mahomes on FanDuel with the weekly special. 50-plus yard reception and pass play at plus 450 is something that I'm looking at with Miko, Hardeman, Tyreek Hill. I don't care about the secondary, led by Sertan. I know they stepped up, but I think they get it done plus 450. When we come back, best bets.
1: 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
2: You're listening to Pro Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and George Kurtz.
3: Wrapping up today's show with Best Bets. I'm a glutton for punishment, but I don't care. I'm going with two big underdogs for my Best Bets this weekend. Rematch Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay got the win and the blowout cover at home. Now they go on the road. It's back-to-back road games for the Bucks. They get the cover and the win last week against Carson Wentz. Give me Matty Ice and the Atlanta Falcons with old man Patterson running the rock. Plus ten and a half. I like Atlanta in that ballgame. Also like Jacksonville. This is a contested. The cat totally contrarian play against the Boy Wonder and Matt Stafford. Maybe he throws four pick sixes. You never know. It's possible. Give me Jacksonville plus the huge number on the road on the West Coast. And I like the Colts against the Texans. I think Jonathan Taylor, that physical offense and defensive lines, take care of business. When in doubt, pound the rock. Houston, they're terrible. They suck. Give me the Colts minus the 10 and then two totals. Like over Philly and the New york jets back-to-back road games for jalen hurts they break out second time around and seattle and san francisco shoot out even though i like san fran it's over the 45 and a half georgie boy
4: all right uh, i'm on minnesota minus seven and a half. I think they destroy uh detroit this weekend uh miami minus six i think giants are a beat up team i also like the uh, over in that game uh, New York Giants, Miami, give me San Fran minus three and a half against Seattle and Philadelphia over the Jets here. Yeah, I just think once again, they get back on talking. I probably like that one the least. I think there are parlay opportunities galore this weekend of some combination of the Minnesota, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, some combination of those four, uh, four teams. Can't see any of them losing.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you this. In terms of a potential prop bet. You know, you would think that Mike Lennon turnover machine, maybe he chucks it. You know, this this offense with Freddie Kitchens last week, totally predictable. And where's the running game with Saquon Barkley? Do they tell, uh, pound the rock this weekend against a solid front seven? We have to see. For George Kurtz, our great producer, Andrew Torres, I'm Joe Lisi. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week. NFL doesn't get better than this, baby. Enjoy the weekend.